0: What up beautiful people? Happy New Day. Happy Mother's Day. Hope all is well. Today's podcast is about women because it's Mother's Day. So I want to celebrate women, especially my mother and other women uh, who've been a great impact in my life. So first up is the fast five, the five things that I'm feeling. Um, The song that I'm feeling is actually from quite some time ago, probably like I want to say late 90s um, by Jill Scott. Uh, slowly surely I'm a huge Jill Scott fan and um, Jill Scott came on the scene for you know mainstream of what we heard I'm sure she was underground and wasn't quite on the radio and as big time as she is now but when she came on the scene and was like a force to be reckoned with that everybody knew about uh it coincided with a very uh difficult time in my life so her music and her songs really uh touched me they really resonated with me and it really got me through some um rough a rough patch in my life so whenever i he- hear jill scott um it always makes me think about what i was able to overcome uh obviously with the help of god and my family and friends um and so her songs just really move me. They lift me, they encourage me. And I'm sure she does that for other people as well. Um, I like her as a artist. I think she probably is a phenomenal friend, girlfriend, you know, a uh, wife, mother. And so because it's mother's day and I want to keep the focus on mothers and those who help mothers and support mothers and help make things better for mothers. I wanted to pick this song because it really is one of those songs that I used to play when actually things were not so bad and I was feeling kind of good and there was hope. And I would put my Jill Scott on and light my incense and go about my business, whether it was cleaning or just relaxing or sitting outside. So here's the song, Slowly, Surely. So that was Slowly surely by Jill Scott, one of my uh, favorite artists and one of my favorite songs. And I just love her. So, all right, next thing is a food, a drink, a restaurant that I'm feeling. My current obsession is LaCroix Sparkling Waters. I just love these waters. I don't know what it is. It's just water. There's no sugar. There's no sodium. There's no color. It is Uh, the flavoring comes from the essence of the oil of the fruit and it is just delicious. And it's like my cheat for drinking pop, but it's not pop and there's no sugar and there's no calories, but there's no artificial sweeteners. So it's just delicious goodness. That's not bad for you to the best of my knowledge. And it comes in a whole bunch of different flavors. (laughs) My favorite flavor is... Hands down is the blackberry lime. Then, my next favorite is the uh melon grapefruit. Uh, passion fruit is really really good too. <clears throat> so, is the um mango. The apricot is so so. I haven't tried the um coconut. The apple strawberry is really good too. Um, so anyway, there. At Kroger, you know, Target, Costco, you name it. Actually, they're very, uh, they're less expensive at Costco. Um, and you get more for your dollar. So that's my favorite drink right now until I get into more, uh, grown up drinks. Movie or TV or TV series that I'm feeling, um, I watched Roxanne, Roxanne on Netflix and was completely blown away. I did not expect that movie to be like that. I didn't expect it to be that deep. And Roxanne, Roxanne is a famous female uh, rapper and MC who came out in the uh, 80s uh, in New York. And if you grew up in the 80s and you had ears, you knew about Roxanne, 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 I want to be your man. So I'm thinking this can't be that deep because she was, you know, pretty famous as a rapper and her MC for a little bit, not very long. And then it's like, so what could it be about? You know, it goes into great detail about her life as a kid. Her mom was a single mom. I think there was like her and three other sisters and it just... Chronicles their life from growing up, you know, in New York, you know, in the projects, trying to get out. She's hustling. She's, you know, having battling contests. She's uh, actually stealing cl- clothes and boosting to try to help her mom make ends meet. It's a really, really good movie. Um, she ends up leaving home early as a young teenager. She gets hooked up with this guy who's a lot older. And it seems, as you know, it. Oh, it's going to be great and wonderful. He's going to take care of me and the family. And then what do you know? Next thing he's beating her. Um, he's trying to, he is controlling her. She can't see her family. She can't do anything. Of course she gets pregnant. She has a baby. He takes the baby away from her. She has to pay to get her baby back. I'm telling you, you just gotta, you gotta watch it. It's worth the watch. All right. The person of interest or influence, uh, for this week is, Who else? My mother. My mother is an amazing and phenomenal woman. She is one of the strongest women I know. Um, she has endured, uh, a great deal of pain in her life. She's endured a lot of loss. Um, she has survived trauma and I just don't know how she did it. She was a very young mother. Um, you know, and this was before we had the kind of things in place that we have now to help uh, young mothers. Um, she you had to drop out of school very early to help take care for other brothers and sisters. It was a large family, nine kids. Um, they came from Georgia, from down south, like many other African-American families did to have a better life, a chance of a better life here uh, up north. And the family was split for some time because my grandfather couldn't bring everybody at the same time. So some came with my grandmother and grandfather, some stayed back. And she was the second oldest, but really looked upon as the oldest of the family and the matriarch behind my grandmother. And she was responsible for taking care of the household, running the household. And she really didn't have an opportunity to be a teenager and be a kid herself and then she was a young mom and then she was married and then <clears throat> she you know was a survivor of domestic violence and you know lived in a very financially tight you know situation like not knowing how one thing was going to get paid and you know living from <clears throat> not I really can't even say paycheck to paycheck <clears throat> really not knowing how they were going to make it and um she just would, you know, she didn't give up. She just persevered and she just, she is a heck of a mother. She sacrificed so much for me and my brothers and my sister and even my kids, all of her grandkids, her great grandkids. Um, and I just love her to life. And I just think the world of her and I wouldn't be the person that I am if it was not for her because she is a woman of her word. She is a woman of courage and she is definitely a woman of God. She is a mighty woman of God, and her prayers never ceased for us or anybody she knew or cared about. And if there's one person in this world that I can count on, she is definitely among them. And today is Mother's Day. And so I want to say I have an amazing and phenomenal mother, and I love her, and I just think she is the greatest. All right, Um, news, current event, uh, lots of things happening and going on, but the thing that <clears throat> was most, um, well, one of the things that was most troubling to me was the Alpharetta police who pulled over the 65-year-old grandmother, which when they pulled her over, I guess they didn't know she was 65 until they got up to the window, and then if you know, most African Americans don't look their age, so I don't know how old they thought she was. Uh, it was for improper lane change or she was, um, weaving or she didn't put her signal on and she's like, no, what are you talking about? And she was a little sassy, um, which some grandmothers can be, whether they're African American or not. And she probably was thinking, why are you pulling me over? Why are you bothering me? And so things went from, you know, normal and got a lot of, got really escalated and they decided, okay, they're going to yank her out the car. And she's like, no, you need to call your supervisor because this is getting out of hand. And they start cussing at her, telling her, um, you're not running this effing show and you don't tell us what to do. And they like yanked her out the car. I think it might've started with one car with two officers. The next thing you know, it's like six officers. They're yanking her, pulling her, um, dragging her, trying to handcuff her and put her in the car. And she's arrested for disorderly conduct. Um, One officer got fired and I guess others got reprimanded. And I bring the story up because it goes to show you where we are in 2018 in America that officers, some officers feel like if it is a person of color, then it has to go there. Like you have to use the maximum amount of force and people have to be drug out of cars and handcuffed. Whereas you see something similar or even worse with a person not of color and it doesn't go that way. A couple weeks ago, maybe two weeks, there was uh, a very prominent uh, New Jersey uh, politician whose kids or kid with their friends got pulled over for something. And I'll have to Google it and tell you about later, but they got pulled over. And I guess in getting pulled over and getting it and being afraid, they called the mom. So she comes and she shows up and she gets out of her car and approaches the police officers in a very aggressive manner, which I'm thinking if you were a black man or a black woman, you probably would have got shot and you'd be dead. So she's walking up to this group of police officers They don't go for guns. They don't go for tasers. They don't do anything. They just stand there. And she comes over to them and she tells them they're not going to give the kids a ticket. They're going to let them go. And if they don't, uh, what she's going to do to them. And she's cussing. She's putting her hand in their face. And I'm like blown away. Like, I can't believe that she's talking to them like that and they haven't shot her. So she's letting them know. that she's a she's over the port authority i guess in pennsylvania and pennsylvania and new jersey and those states you know it's easy to go from one state to the next um, not a big deal so she is letting them have it she's being very condescending she's talking about how smart and great her daughter is and the friends and that they go to mit and yale basically like the police are nothing and they can't do anything and she's got all this power and they're just taking it Nothing happens to anybody. And I'm just like floored because if that had been any person of color, male or female, they would be dead. We'd be talking again about, uh, you know, something lives matters and people protesting and signs and people outside picketing. I mean, it would have been another yet another and unfortunate event of somebody's life being taken by the police because they felt threatened and they felt afraid. And I've seen people get killed over doing way less or doing absolutely nothing. And this lady and all those kids in the, in the other car keep their life. And I just think that is insane. It's like nuts. Um, She ended up resigning because of course the dash cam video got released and I guess she was mortified or embarrassed that she was busted. Here's the thing. That's how she thinks. And that's how she feels. She's not sorry for that. She's sorry that she was videotaped and she got caught. Now, if there was no such thing as cell phone footage or damp, uh, dash cam footage, she would have never been found out. And she would have just went on to being a bully and intimidating people and using her power and authority to ride roughshod over people that she thinks are less than her. So, I'm glad that they had the video and I'm glad that it came out and I'm glad that she resigned because that's unfortunate. I think the opportunity for a lesson for society is why is it we need to ask ourselves and examine why is it she was able to get, she was able to come to an active police scene, get out of her car freely, walk up to a group of police officers. Tell them that they were not going to do anything to any of the kids involved and why. Also tell them that they were basically nothing. Put her hand in their face and tell them to shut the F up. That to me is completely puzzling. And then we go a month later and the grandmother who makes maybe a a sudden lane change or not the best lane change gets cussed at and drug out of the car and charged with um, disorderly conduct. I don't understand it. I don't think it's right. And I think it is definitely a question that we need to ask ourselves. Why was that okay for her to do that? And that could lead to some more lively conversations around racism and things that are just systematic, I mean, systemic and institutionalized, like it's accepted. Like it was completely okay for that lady because she was upper class and white to get out of her car and curse out the police officers and tell them what to do about a pending arrest. Whereas if it had been a person of color, we all know it would not have went down that way. They would not be with us today. So, it just it just blew my mind, and I had to talk about it. So, next thing, um, the two dollar bill award that goes to guess what? Yes, another person in the current White House administration. It goes to uh, a White House staffer. She's a special assistant. Her name is Kelly Sander. She mocked John McCain. They were talking about some um, bill or legislation and uh, they weren't getting the buy-in from the Senate. And uh, I know what it was. It was a person that was going up to be confirmed for some uh, cabinet position. And John McCain was questioning uh, the person's uh, beliefs, And around the policy of like interrogating witnesses, et cetera. And so he felt like the person was being a little wishy-washy, wasn't coming out, giving a straight answer and wasn't um, saying that she would denounce that and she would be firm on being against it and this white house staffer in an internal staff meeting talking about trying to get senate you know buy in for the confirmation for this uh cabinet position for this person and i can't remember their name who was up she said what difference does it make what he thinks he's dying that is so horrible on every level regardless of political affiliation regardless regardless of party affiliation, regardless of race, sex, religion, uh, socioeconomic background. That is disgustingly horrible. That man is battling brain cancer. He has children, grandchildren, and a wife, other family and friends. Why would you say that? It doesn't matter what he thinks. He's dying anyway. Like that, th- That's just evil. It's insensitive, it's inappropriate, and it's definitely um, unprofessional. And what happened? Of course, nothing. She still has her job. She has not herself even publicly apologized. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, whoo! She, in her normal fashion, defended, of course, President Trump, also uh inadvertently defended the White House staffer and basically didn't answer the question as, as to whether it was appropriate or not, if there was any uh, repercussions for it, which she's a master of like dancing around the answer and just saying a whole lot, but nothing. And there's no official uh, apology from the White House. There's no official apology from President Trump. I'm not on Twitter. I don't know. Did he say that he reprimanded the person and they apologized to him and he's apologizing for them? I haven't seen or heard any of that. I think it is so beneath the office of the president. I think it's beneath any person holding office in the White House in any capacity, whether it's elected or not to say something like that, to mock someone who's dying. Um, it's just horrible. And I just can't believe that she still has her job. I can't believe she hasn't been reprimanded. Most importantly, I can't believe she has not come out herself to say that was a terrible thing to say. It was very crass. Uh, it was inappropriate and it was dumb for me to say that. And I Think it's reprehensible, and I take it back. And I pray that John McCain and his family and friends accept my apology. Haven't heard that. Haven't seen it. Still waiting. So the two dollar bill award goes to Kelly Sander in the White House. All right. The topic of discussion for today is about women. Um, I was at a a tea, a Mother's Day tea yesterday, and the theme was mothers and daughters coming together. There was, you know, good conversations and dialogue, uh, some very light, fun games. And at the end, we came together to just kind of pray and, you know, close out the event. Um, And one of the women who spoke said, We have to love each other because it is commanded in the Bible to love one another as God loved us. We are not supposed to be mean to each other be hateful to each other, do hateful things. Um, I think it's fine to not agree with people um, and not necessarily want to spend a great deal of time with them. At the minimum, though, I think we need to have a Christ-like love for other people. And I believe there's a thing with women, and I'm going to focus specifically on women of color uh, because I am a woman of color, about... This thing of not being able to come together, be together, be as one, love each other, support each other, encourage each other, lift each other up, um, and not see each other as competitors and foes. And she talked about when we see each other, we should always try to make eye contact and greet each other. We should always try to say something positive to each other and to lift each other up. And it's something I started doing a long time ago. I don't even know why it just occurred to me, but it was like, I just don't like the way things are kind of going down and happening between sisters. And I really want, and even myself, like having petty, you know, bickerings and falling outs with, you know, girlfriends or whatever. Um, and so I made it a mission to go out of my way, to always be friendly, be pleasant, and try to engage other women, not just women of color, any woman um, because we're sisterhood. And so regardless if they were smiling, if they were friendly or not, I still wanted to, you know, extend the olive branch and I wanted to do the right thing and share that Christ-like love. And she talked about, we need to be kind to each other. Tell the other woman that she's beautiful. You like her earrings, you like her hair, you like her outfit or her shoes or her nails look good, or if it's a colleague, she did great on a presentation or she, you know, really uh, wrote a, a really great paper or um, she did some really great research or she figured out a really difficult, you know, uh, problem or issue that was happening. Whatever it is, uh, she's doing a great job raising her kids. Uh, she's doing a great job navigating and dealing with, you know, divorce or loss of a parent or whatever it is. Just make it a point at least a few times a day. We, you know, we're supposed to have three meals a day, so at least three times a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Maybe two snacks. Let's say five times a day. Let's we can do five we can do f- we can give out five compliments to another female each day. Uh bare minimum, let's go with 3. You I mean, it's easy. We come in contact, most of us come in contact with all kinds of people every day. So, make it a point. If you're not out Just compliment the other people in your family, the other people around you. Send a text. You don't have to make a phone call. I think we need to share that love and we need to lift each other up, enrich each other, encourage each other, and affirm each other and not tear each other down. It's okay if you're not at your absolute best. You can still give somebody else a compliment and then the perfect scenario would be they would see... You're not at your absolute best but they still give you love and they tell you it's going to be okay. And they tell you just hang in there, keep your head up. Um that's what it's all about. We need to be more loving to each other, more kind. You giving somebody else a compliment or supporting somebody else takes nothing away from you and what you bring. There's no reason to dog another person out to make yourself feel big. You don't have to dim your light in order to compliment somebody else. Your light can shine brightly. There's All of our lights can shine brightly. It's okay. It's not a competition. It really isn't. What's for you is for you. What God has for you is for you. There's enough at the table for everybody. There's a bountiful amount of prosperity and abundance available to all of us. So there's no reason to be cutthroat and cut each other down. The speaker said something that also really stuck with me. She said, Whenever I see a woman, I greet her and say, Greetings, MWOG. And MWOG stands for Mighty Woman of God. And I'm going to start incorporating that into my everyday life. And when appropriate, if it's not going to upset or offend the person, because maybe they don't believe in God, um, maybe I'll just say, A mighty Woman. Um, I really would like to say mighty woman of God because God created all of us and that's why we're here. We really need to do that. We really need to uplift and encourage each other and stop tearing each other down and come together as one. We are a sisterhood, we are a womanhood. We really need to do that. And I want you to think about that as you go about your week, how you could be more encouraging to other women, to our sisters to come together and be one, one sisterhood. I will leave you with this quote. It's from Maya Angelou, one of my favorite poets. Nothing can dim the light which shines from within. And that's true. Joy, success, happiness, peace, all that comes from within. When you know who you are and you're confident in who you are, you don't have to belittle and berate and tear other people down. It's not necessary because that, you know, that doesn't build you up to tear somebody else down. Everything that you are, the great, magnificent and phenomenal woman that you are, it comes from within. That comes from the creator directly into you. He pours into you and you pour it back out and you shine your light back out on the world. So Regardless if the person next to you has a better pair of shoes or a better outfit, that doesn't take away from you and if you compliment them, that doesn't take away from you. That shows that you are a mighty woman of God, and for all the women out there, just realize that life is a journey um where I was twenty years ago or even thirty years ago is not where I am today. What I have and what I can what I'm blessed to be able to afford today is not the same case, you know, a long time ago when I was f- first a wife and a mother, uh, I was very poor. Uh, we were barely making it. And so whatever we had, any excess went to the kids and I couldn't always get my manicures and pedicures. I couldn't always go to the hair salon. I didn't even ha- I didn't have makeup, clothes, please. I was lucky uh, to get one or two you know, decent outfits. It was just okay clothes to be presentable, to go to work. And that was about it. There were no vacations. There were no purchases of anything of significance. Um, that's not my life today. I'm blessed and fortunate to not be in that situation. I'm just saying this because I want us to not look at other people and look down on them and look at other people and make fun of them or talk about them that serves no good purpose. If you see someone and you can tell and and you know and it doesn't even matter cuz it's all material stuff, instead of talking about the person or making fun of them or gossiping about what they have or don't have or their clothes, why don't you do something to uplift them? Why don't you do something to encourage them? Why don't you Give them something that would help them. That's what we should do. We should not clown each other and tear each other down. That makes me so mad when people do that. And it's not limited to women. It's not. I mean, men can do it too. Today, I'm focusing on my sisters and my fellow women. We have to stop doing that. You know, women are just magnificent creatures. We bring forth life. We cultivate and nurture the children uh we typically run the households, and we keep we keep the ship afloat and so it's very important that we lean on each other and can count on each other to be motivated to be encouraged and to be supported so the next time you're tempted to talk about somebody's clothes or their outfit, or their hair, or whatever, or the kind of car they're driving, don't do it. Instead, say a silent prayer to yourself of, you know, Father, I pray that you would just bless my sister, that she would have more reliable transportation, and that she would have what she needs to take care of herself and her children, and that she would have some abundance as well. Do that instead of talking about her. If other people were talking about somebody, Be the bigger person, be the leader, and tell them, Don't do that. That's not cool. We should be praying for her instead of talking about her because the same people we pass going up are the same people we will encounter coming down. We're not better than anybody. I'm not better than anybody else. Nobody's better than anybody else. We all are at just different places in our life. If you live long enough and you are blessed to have enough experiences, you too may even encounter struggle and know what it's like to not have enough. I know what that's like because I have experienced it personally. So I don't want that for anybody else. So anytime I can help anybody in any way, I'm going to do it. And that includes giving out a compliment or a word of encouragement. There's life and death in the tongue. Make sure you use your tongue to speak life into your fellow sisters and mankind. That's all I have for you today, peoples. I love you to life. I want you to laugh more, love deeply, and live the life you want to have. Until the next time, bye.